0: Welcome to another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast, where we bring you closer to the people you do business with. And today we're joined by Sean Hodson, the owner of Motor City Float. Uh, He's had that company for the last five years. And uh, we're going to talk about flotation therapy today. Everybody's trying to find a different way to cope with the pandemic. And I thought this would be a great thing to talk about as an option that people should consider. So Sean, first of all, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing?
1: Good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Ryan.
0: So, uh, good. so, you know, when I was thinking about this category and who I wanted to have on you came first to mind, uh, I met you a few years ago and really liked your story about how you, uh, became obsessed about floating basically and, um, uh, turned it into a business for yourself. So why don't you talk about that a little bit and what got you into floating?
1: Yeah, I'll give you the short version. <laughs> um, I think it was probably 2012, maybe, 13, somewhere around in there that I, um, I'd always been in the health and wellness, <clears throat> more so uh, physically part of the wellness part of it. And uh, so I worked out a lot, ate certain things, did this and did all that. And um, I did this for years. I actually was 25 pounds heavier. And, uh, but as I was doing this, I noticed as I got older, wasn't feeling the greatest still, even after doing all these things that I thought we're supposed to be doing. Um, So I kind of looked at it and thought to myself, well, something's not right. Cause I had brain fog and I was having all these, these uh, mental issues uh, dealing. I felt physically I was okay. um, But the mental part of it was just not clear. And so I did started doing more research on alternative uh, wellness and um, ways to help get better mental clarity. And I came across a few podcasts um, that dealt in this realm. Um, and then just through changing my my workout habits, my my wellness, my mental ha- uh, uh, habits, um, started meditating, just started doing things a little differently, started going down a different path. And then it wasn't until I had been listening to a podcast with, with Tim Ferriss, who was on Joe Rogan at the time joe rogan's podcast that they were talking about mental mental health and ways you could uh change things and and just uh just, just different modalities that would really help and they were mentioning a lot of a lot of things um such as you know saunas meditation cryotherapy and things like that but then when joe rogan got to floating he had started talking about this and uh and Immediately, I opened my eyes. I was like, well, what is this? This sounds amazing. just uh, sounds perfectly uh, something I need to try. So uh, right after that, you know, I kind of got on this, this search of where could I try this? Where could I try this? And it really wasn't. There was, there was one place in Michigan um, that I went and tried. And it, my first float I did, it was okay. It was okay. You know, it was different uh it was hard to kind of get to it and stuff i didn't the environment itself wasn't conducive to floating but i knew there was something to it i could feel it as soon as i got out my body felt better i was de-stressed just all these things were coming about and i was having these thoughts and i was like man there's something to this this would be nice to to expand upon what's here and make it a little bit uh, uh better in terms of just like the atmosphere and everything so with that i did some more research on this floating. And then albeit I found out there was a, a float conference and then there was a float apprenticeship, all these things. I was like, Oh my God, I never even knew this existed. And, um, literally within like a week I booked a, I uh, I bought a ticket to the float conference happening, I think maybe a couple months later and, uh, followed that up with an apprenticeship, still not knowing that I was going to even try to open a float center. I was just like, I want to, I want to, Dive into this more and figure out all this stuff. And so um, I dove at first into it and went to the conference, met a ton of great people in this community, uh, float community, who came from all walks of life. You know, you don't just learn floating; that you just you don't go to school and say, "Oh, I'm going to do be a float on a float center." Like these are people who were doctors, who were people who own car repair shops, just all walks of life, coming from their where their background was to open their own float center because they believed truly in it and they knew the benefits of it. And so I met all these wonderful people and just kept inspiring me and kept triggering this in my mind. You gotta do this, you gotta do this. Um, and then I stayed on after the conference and did an apprenticeship where I actually got to work inside the float center and just get the feel for it. And then I started meeting clients that would come in and use floating and talking with them a little bit. and. Uh, it was really cool and one thing that really stuck out to me there when I was doing that was and I still it's still always to this day it's great Is like I was sitting there kind of waiting for my turn to do my own floats as part of the apprenticeship is you got to float while you're there as many times as you want and uh a group of six people had come through the door and I heard them talking they were chatting and I said to the lady out that sat down I was like hey you know what do you you guys are all coming in as your first float and they're like no this is, we, we come here maybe once a month to do this I was like oh that's really cool and um, I said well where are you guys all from and they had said they were from Nike they came they come from Nike they use it as a way to go into a float think out their what they're doing creatively wise and then they come out and they would meet and go have coffee and sit and creatively concept brainstorm some of project with Nike whatever that may be right there. I was like, wow, that's pretty damn cool. <laughs> like, I, these people from Nike are coming down, because it was in Portland. That's, I guess I should say that was where the conference and the apprenticeship was. So, and after that, um, I was really hooked, and I came home, did a lot of research, did a lot of figuring things out. Um, with luck would have it, I, you know, I met a great guy to help, let uh, become a partner with me, and believed in believed in me still believes in me and believes in the whole floating and um yeah we we put together a plan and tackled it and now i have a float center for five years now five years (laughs) time is just going you're like in the grind all the time so yeah that's the short answer
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm sure you could talk about that forever, but that that uh, sets the table really well for why you are where you are right now. And Sean, for people that have never floated, maybe heard about it a little bit, but don't really know a lot about it, just talk about exactly what it is. What are you floating in? How does it work? You know, How, how long of a float do you suggest for people? Just maybe uh, go into a little bit yeah. more detail.
1: So when we say floating, we're talking about in our case, we have float cabins. A lot of people who may have heard of floating or just learning about it will see something called a float pot. Um, float cabins are tend to be a little larger and, and it's basically a really extremely large tub um, where there's about, a, it can be between 800 to 1,100 pounds of Epsom salt in about 10 inches of water that's heated to about skin temperature um, where you float and you flow effortlessly in the dark, no, no sound, no, no sight. Um, your, your stimulus is basically taking away and it just allows your body to get into the most purest and deepest relaxation possible period. <laughs> there's just no, no other way to get that deep. Um, yeah. And, uh, it tremendous benefits to it. So, um,
0: and you can have music streamed in there too, like through your phone yeah. or whatnot? Yeah, you can. You we, we have
1: options so you can play music on your phone or we have set up some soundtracks that have meditation. We actually have a great meditation of, of a lady who at another float center in California put together where she kind of walks first time floaters who have a, maybe have that hesitant being in there um, where it kind of guides you through the float. So it's a cool meditation that's for floating specifically um, with the lights and the breathing and all that. And uh, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people bring their own, will bring their a playlist in and play it on the phone in there. Um, and,
0: and just to manage expectations, like you said, you know, your first float wasn't exactly perfect. It got better every time, the more you yeah. did it. So yeah. people should just, kind of temper their expectations a little bit not expect it to be perfect after the first one but how many floats do you suggest for people to before they really get the hang of it
1: yeah so that's a really good question because that comes up a lot um and yeah like i said my first float wasn't um it was good i don't want to say it was bad it was just the environment itself it just didn't feel like it was conducive for the float um but a lot of people, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but there are people who come in and have a hard time in that first flow. My wife, for example, she got out within ten minutes in <laughs> her first flow and was thinking, Oh my God, my husband wants to open a business doing this and I can't even <laughs> do it. <laughs> and um, it took her three floats. And that tends to be the the area of of where it hits the most with people is on that third flow. The first float You'll never get a first float like you've always had. I mean, you're either going to have this crazy adventurous float or, or it's going to be just a good float and you're going to feel calm and relaxed afterwards. Or you might have that float where you're like, oh, I just can't do this. I can't shut my mind off, all these things, which is okay. You've never been in an environment like that. So it can be typical. Um, that's the whole, it becomes a practice. So we, we encourage people to minimum do two floats do that third float which we have an intro pack which we encourage everyone who comes in the first time to try and get that intro pack because that's three floats And by that third float you'll know if you're if floating is for you and majority of people it's for them and um you know it 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 takes takes about three floats to get into it um and that's it's funny because we, we do have a lot of people who come in who kind of have heard through floating through how I heard it, through Ro- Joe Rogan. So they're like, come in with these expectations of they're going to go to another level and all these things and all that. And um, I always tell them, don't have any expectations. Joe Rogan has had a float tank for 15 years or something like that, does what he does. He He's a guru at how he floats. Like that's not gonna happen for you. So I don't want you to feel like if you don't get to any of these levels when you're done that like, uh, you know, it's not it takes time. It's a practice, man. I tell everyone it's like you go to the gym. You don't go to the gym to build muscle one day. You it becomes a practice. Now you don't have to go every day, but it's something you build into a routine, and it becomes uh becomes that practice. And the more you do it, that brain really absorbs it, the body absorbs it, you know, becomes one with it. And so yeah, it's, it's a practice,
0: so at least, yeah. And the other thing I think that's interesting about floating is the wide range of people that could use it and benefit from it. You hear about a lot of athletes, even actually professional sports teams that have these tanks in their facilities. So certainly for athletes and recovering from injuries, it's a great thing. For people that have depression or anxiety, it's a great thing. What are maybe some of the other things that you've seen uh, that have been a benefit of floating? Yeah.
1: Um, Those are good, good ones um, that probably most people are familiar with athletes, Uh, What some people may not know more about is um, we've we've had a few people, children who suffer from autism that have floated with us for quite a while. Um, And it really helps to calm them because imagine the chaos we hear when you're autistic, the chaos that they have is just amplified times 10, maybe even 100. And uh, one particular uh, child, Donovan, would float with us all the time. Um, Unfortunately, they moved away, so I'm assuming they found another float center wherever they moved to, but um, they would float with us maybe once, twice, a week um, for Donovan, and it really, they just noticed tremendous benefits for him, just calming him down, and uh, he was higher on the spectrum, so, and they actually used it as a reward for him to tell him, hey, you know, we want to go float, and, you know, and uh, to help him calm him down at home, and kind of refocus him, and so, it has tremendous benefits for um, children and people who suffer from um, autistic traits. And um, then, then I'm just trying to think there's, there's so many, there's people, there's so many benefits. There's so many different people uh, floating just kind of brings that out in you because it's very simple. And it's really just going back to being in the womb of sorts, you know, like you're relaxed. You have no stress externally. I think that's the biggest factor is there's no external stress. Our bodies is always, are always under external stress. Even when you meditate, you're sitting, unless you know how to float. <laughs> you have a point of contact so your 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 brain is firing external to, to register that that pressure so when you take all that away that sensory you know is gone and actually it becomes starts working inward so it has a lot more benefits when you're 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 you know start to heal the inside. I don't know. I left my (laughs) trance off.
0: No, that's, that's great. Like I had never thought of the autism uh, angle and and being able to help with those issues. And and I haven't thought of even kids floating either. So what age range of people have you seen that have used floating?
1: Our youngest person, I believe was seven year old girl. My wife would know for sure. Um, And you would think, you know, not all kids are, you know, the same, you know, <laughs> some kids get, get in there and think it's a swimming pool. <laughs> no, um, but this young lady was really well off and like her, her, I think it started because of, because of her, her, her mother was in alternative medicine, meditated and did certain things. So she kind of was brought up like that. So she really got it. So, um, but, you know, I, I floating for, is for everyone who can. You know, even when you're a young child, if you can understand just the calmness and the relaxation part of it. Um, and then, you know, we, I never met, you know, another thing that we didn't mention was, you know, it's a depression for floating, but also people who suffer from PTSD has tremendous benefits for people who suffer from brain trauma. We've had a few people in there who have been major accidents and really reutilizing floating every day, every day that we're there, boom, boom, boom. They would do a, our unlimited package and they would be there, you know, and then when they... Felt like they had reached a point they kind of tapered off and do it once a month here and there. But you know, it's that's the thing. They could feel it, they could feel their brain just really re- returning to how it needs to be.
0: And, and what would you suggest for, for beginners like a, a 30 minute float? Like you don't want to come right out of the gate and do like a, a really long, the longest float you can do, probably start with a shorter one and build from there.
1: I mean we we don't offer 30 minutes we offer 60 minutes 60 minutes is tends to be where most people their first time get to but that doesn't mean you can go you don't have to stay in there for 60 minutes <clears throat> we always tell people hey if you if you go 30 minutes and you feel like you're done get out you don't have to stay in there you know like no pressure ease yourself into it you know there's you know we try we want everyone to experience floating in a way that helps them relax. And whether it's with some music, with some lights. ultimately the goal would be to have none of that stuff, but you know, do what's gonna need for you to help you feel relaxed and shut off all that external stimulus for the most part. So, yeah. Okay.
0: So uh, don't really like talking about this topic. We're all burned out on it, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners would have questions about how you've adjusted to COVID. And, having been in your facility, I know like even before COVID cleanliness is top of the list. Like you you couldn't have had a much cleaner facility than you had. So a lot of it's just doing what you've been doing. Um, but what other uh, adjustments have you made in the wake of COVID?
1: Yeah, well, I'll just touch on the cleanliness because the first thing is because when somebody hears of a float center, I mean, even today, I mean, look at the schedule, we constantly have new people floating is constantly being learned by people word of mouth and spread. So when you come to a float zone for the first time, you know, and there's not many of them. So when you, when you go to one, you want it to be clean because if somebody else, and that's like, it's part of the whole float industry. Like we pride ourselves on everyone together collectively needs to be on top of their cleanliness. This is before COVID. And so when somebody comes and they see something that they have a bad experience, they're gonna think, well, every flow center is like that. That's not true. So we pride ourselves on making sure everything is tip top shape, cleanliness, the water's filtrated through, you know, this major process of ultraviolet lighting, ozone is injected into it. And then we have in our case, we 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 do not use any harsh chemicals, no chlorine, no bromine, no nothing like that. We use H2O2. Um, which helps neutralize at the end of the night, um, and yeah, we just spend a lot of a lot of time cleaning. Obviously, before we got on this call, where did I come from? The float <laughs> center. I was over there changing filtration systems, which we do weekly, you know. And uh, um, so, in terms of COVID, we didn't have to do too much. Um, the only thing we kind of really needed to do was. Um, space our floats out a little bit and like cut cut down on floats um so we have four float cabins and so instead of running four now we do three so we can alternate run alternate them um like stagger how one gets work you know one doesn't there's always like a gap between each one each float tank i don't know hopefully that makes sense um yeah and then our really our saunas what we we had to stagger the most we really limited a lot of sauna sessions so we could really clean that and get it prepped for the next round and all that um but yeah I mean I mean you know we when you walk in we you you can't even walk into our place with with your shoes past the front door you have Mm -hmm. to take your shoes off you know you have to wear our sandals that we sanitize um yeah so (laughs) we're very cleanliness about that yeah and then and then you know but in terms of wearing a mask and stuff everyone wears a mask when they come in and we do masks with our tours and all that um, but we advise people to not wear a mask when they go float. Um, it's just it's already really warm in the cabin, and so and that and like I said, that cabin th- those cabins have been turned over with the filtration system. we have massive industrial fans in that suck all the air out in each room. Um, that's just because of the humidity and all that um, so it would it would not be good to have a mask on while you float. It would just be very hot and you couldn't breathe properly.
0: Right. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Just keep it clean like you always do. And <clears throat> maybe less people in there at a time, you know, that's what yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And, you know,
1: that's for the float center, we just don't have a, we don't have a lot of people in there, you know, Right. three, three people come in and no one barely ever comes in at the exact same time. Those are your own room. It's your own room. One person in a room. Yep. You float, you shower, and you exit, and that's pretty much it. We did have to limit our um, tranquility room. If you remember, we have this nice room where you come out after a float, and it, that's one thing that does kind of suck right now. It's like that's a great space for people who just started floating to interact with other people who have floated. And we we, we prided ourselves on having such a cool little space with teas and cookies and all these like snacks and stuff just to kind of hang out and talk with each other. And then we have those journals, we have all these journals for encourage people to write their experiences in. We have the float artwork on the walls by people who have done our per- artist program. Um, so that kind of art, that, that room is kind of like, doesn't get used much anymore and it's sad because that's like a huge part of floating is afterwards. That mm-hmm. We call it the post-float glow, you know, because people yeah. just want to talk about it <laughs> and talk with other people.
0: Well, at least you've been able to stay open because, I mean, I almost look at what you offer as essential um, as it's Absolutely. helping people get through this. So uh, the oh day will God. come where you, where you get back to normal. Hopefully the lights, the end of the tunnel on that here pretty soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had numerous calls over we Like We'd come in every day, you know, just because there's things you have to maintain in the float center, even when you're shut down um, because of the water and all that and the salt. And we just some numerous voicemails. Are you open? Are you open? I could really use the
0: float right now.
1: Yeah. You know? It's like,
0: Uh, well, on that note, I mean, in the five years you've been doing this, I'm sure you've seen so many people get better from floating and just like you did, um, it's hard probably for you to recall any individual story, but, um, can you remember maybe a few success stories and things that just, uh, made you so happy to be doing what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I think the, the, one of them was with Donovan with the autistic, uh, child. I, I never, it it didn't dawn on me that that would benefit that him and then other autistic children that would, had come in at the time or opening this. Cause I was more focused on mental clarity and meditation and then with athletes as well. So that was really cool. That was really cool and touching. Um, and then some of the people we've come in from who've had brain trauma, uh, we had one guy who was driving two hours away, um, to come down and he would do it daily and he had been in a bad accident. And uh, and just use it for healing. And then another guy was a really good musician too. He was in a car accident and used there used floating to really heal his body mentally and physically. Um, and then there was there was it was an interesting story. This was a couple of years back where a guy was had had been in the he came in because his wife wanted to try floating. So he's like, all right, I'll try this. I didn't know this until after he came out of the float and we were just kind of sitting, this is that, that tranquility room. We were sitting there talking, chatting, having some tea, I you know, it was a little slower afterwards. So I was able to chat with him and I was asking well, how was your float?" And he's like, man, I'm just blown away. He's like, I came here with my wife just to come here to do something she wanted to do. You know, And I've been suffering with, um, he had a rot- rot- rotator cuff injury. Um, I forgot how, I think maybe working and doing stuff. And uh, he had needed surgery and they told him, you need to have surgery. He's, he couldn't even move his, his arm uh, past a certain amount. And uh, he said, when he got out of the tank, he's like, look at this, I, I can't even believe it. I haven't been able to move my, my, my shoulder and all that up this far in, in over six months. He's like, I, I, I can't believe that sitting in there <laughs> for 60 minutes did that for me. He's like, that's amazing you know now that's just that's a funny story that always sticks out to me because he wasn't even he did he wouldn't he it wasn't even his thing he didn't want to he just came there to do it with his wife and he's like all right i'll do this and we'll go eat and you know so stories like that all right and then you have people who come out and like they'll just say man i just i just love this thank you so much for providing this for me you know and that's all they'll say
0: (laughs) yeah what a great thing for couples to do make a maybe make a date night out of it or something like that just try something different uh I'm sure you see a lot of
1: them. Yeah, people will come float, and then right afterwards, they'll go right down the street and have dinner.
0: (laughs) Well, I would love to create more success stories for you and get more people to try floating, Sean. So um, what's the easiest way for them to schedule an appointment or reach out to you for questions or whatnot?
1: Um, The easiest way probably would be to call us. I don't know if you want me to give you a phone number or what at 248-951-2634 or just go to motorcityfloat.com and it's very easy to schedule there very simple but you know if you're not savvy with that just yeah just give us a call and there's always someone there ready to help
0: very good well love the conversation Uh, very interesting topic and uh, hopefully more people try it out it's just a something different to to get through these tough times right now so sean thanks again so much for joining us
1: All right. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, having me on.